next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Who that? And welcome back to the Canastra Chronicles podcast. I'm Russ, as always. Brendan Ertle. We finally have some actual football to talk about. The Saints obviously put in their first preseason game uh, last night, recording this on Sunday morning. Uh, and there was tons to take away from this game. So the Saints lost this game 17-13. It, it was definitely a game that, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a bona fide scrimmage, the preseason. And it doesn't really matter if you win or lose because, you know, you're subbing in guys that you wouldn't play or uh, you know, it's obvious reasons that these games don't matter. But this felt like a game that they they could have won, they should have won, and there was just a lot of mistakes. I mean, all over. There was a ton of mistakes from, you know, bad passes, from snaps to not caring, taking care of the football. And the running backs especially, this was an important game for them. Um, I felt like they had some of – one of them had to pull away in, in the running back three race. And I don't know if any of them really did. Dwayne Washington played with the ones. Uh, he played good. Uh, he put the ball on the ground. That's something that you can't do. He put it on the ground, and, but was thankfully able to get it back up. Abram Smith was playing pretty well. Had seven carries for 30 yards. And then he he put the ball on the ground um, on the goal line, which is probably the worst spot. He could have fumbled it. And I, I thought he was playing pretty well. I liked his explosiveness. I liked his juice that he was you know, bring it, and I was like, okay, this is the guy that I've been looking forward to see, and then he puts the ball on the ground. Um, I thought Dwayne Washington out of the three looked the best, but you have to take in account that he played with the quote-unquote starters of the game. He was playing with the best guys out there, so if you put Tony Jones out there or Abram Smith or Zigbo with that group, how do they look? And I'm sure that this was kind of their plan. When I saw Dwayne Washington was starting, I'm like, I'm surprised a little bit, but not really. You know, Dwayne's going to make the team probably because special teams. So it was kind of like, might as well see if he can take that running back three role on. And I thought he played well. And if, if he can continue to do that, that that's phenomenal. And uh, you kind of get a two for one for him. But next game, I'd like to see, you know, someone else with, the, with roll with that group. Andy Dalton with that group was phenomenal. Uh, I was talking about this last night, and I really do believe this. Jameis Winston goes down last year. Andy Dalton comes in for him. The Saints are not a 9-8 football team. I mean, they're like 10-11 wins because there were some games that they definitely should have won, but the only reason they didn't was because quarterback play and the receivers they had. But Andy Dalton was great. He went 5-for-5, 51 yards and a touchdown. Quarterback rating of 148.8. That's nearly perfect. Uh, Pretty much is perfect. But I thought he was great, and this is someone that, you know, we scratched our head at when they first signed him. It's like, why? We have Jameis, and this is Jameis's team. But Andy Dalton, you know, he can come in anytime and put him right back where they were. He's that level of a veteran quarterback, and he showed it right away that he has his chemistry with these guys. He made Callaway look good. Um, I wanted to see more uh, Chris Olave. Obviously, had one one catch. Uh, four yards, uh, 15 snaps Olave had, but that I'm not too worried about that. The, the cool thing about Olave was 
the route that he ran where he had the catch was on a bootleg and brought him into a motion, kind of stutter stepped, went out the other way, bootleg, wide open, four yards, easy. That's something from a wide receiver. It seems so simple, so simple. But it's something that we haven't had in a long time. And I only remember last time the Saints have ran a bootleg with wide receiver. I mean, you go find me a clip. It's always tight ends, running backs. I mean, anything like that. But Olave has that explosiveness where, you know, he can beat people to the sideline in that kind of situation. You know, Michael Thomas and Jarvis aren't really going to be doing that. So, I mean, just one play for Olave where really stood out. But he was open on some passes. He was. Um, obviously, the quarterback that came in after Dalton wasn't too successful. We're going to talk about that in a second. But, you know, I like what I saw from that group. Dejon Dixon, three receptions, 33 yards. He led the the team in receiving. Uh, Quan Baker, two catches, 31 yards. Callaway had that one nice catch for 19 yards. Dwayne Washington had three receptions for 18 and a touchdown. I thought that was cool. Traquan Smith, he played a lot this game. One reception, 15 yards. Uh, he was playing deep into into this game, but the the main concern on offense here was Ian Book. Uh, obviously had not the best performance. He he uh, overthrew Juwan Johnson on that pick. I mean, you tell me to overthrow Juwan Johnson straight up, that'd be hard for me to do on a 15-ish yard comeback. That's a high ball, and Juwan Johnson can get up there. He's a tall dude. That takes some skill to get that ball that high, to get it tipped up. Uh, maybe should have been caught. I mean, it was he touched it with two hands, you know, one of those things. But it really, he was wide open. You gave it to him. Uh, he gets a couple more yards and go down. Olave was open on the play as well. But bad throw, led to an interception, led to points. The Texans had 10 points off turnovers. Uh, Ian Book fumbled the snap. Points off turnover, interception, Again, points off turnovers. And the main concern with me with Ian Book wasn't the interceptions or the turnovers. It was the sacks he was taking and the throws he wasn't taking. So there was multiple situations where he had an opportunity to throw the ball away or, you know, try to fit it somewhere. But instead, he rolls out. He extends the play as long as he can, and he just takes the sack. I don't know why that continues to happen, but, you know, Ian Book's a guy I used to watch at Notre Dame a lot and that's something he did at Notre Dame as well it's just one of those things where he wants to try and extend the play and make plays and at the college level you can do that you can escape and you know dance around and make things happen but this is the NFL you can't just keep doing that and he held on to the ball quite a long time on on those five sacks and probably there should have been more the the protection he had wasn't phenomenal I thought Trevor Penning had a decent day, but then there was those few snaps where, you know, he's a raw talent. He gets beat to the outside on a speed rush. Uh, it was a great play. Ian Book had a roll of the pocket. And then the next play, you know, in, in the back of his mind, he's like, I'm not going to get beat by that again. He kind of cheats it. The DN goes inside, gets a sack. So that's just one of those things where you have to, I mean, it's the NFL. He played at a, a small school where you're not going to get talented guys like that in each and every single play. So I thought James Hurst kind of not cemented, but has t- taken the lead a little bit more at the left tackle position. And, you know, Trevor Penny, he's a project. He eventually will be that guy. He just needs to learn. I'm not calling him a bust. This isn't anything like that. It's just something you have to learn and get acclimated to is this league. And, um, I mean, it'll take some time.
So offensively, it really wasn't pretty. It wasn't enjoyable to watch. Not as not as an analyst, but more so a fan. And that's something that, you know, this preseason's all about. It's all about learning and getting acclimated to the game. The Texans' offense, I was a little bit impressed with. And Damian Pierce, if you're a fancy football nerd, pick him up. Because he is, um, I don't know if he's going to win that running back job, but, you know, he looked really good. Marlon Mack will be good as well. But Damian Pierce, if he can get the majority of the carries, he looks solid against the Saints' defense. And I didn't think the Saints' defense played bad. I just think, you know, just one of those guys. And a Florida back uh, that has had success against teams like LSU, I think it'll be cool to pick him up. Um, and see him have success. But let's talk about the Saints defense in this game and the guys that really stood out because I was actually surprised to see how many, you know, starters, quote-unquote starters we saw on the defense. Roby, obviously in a competition. Uh, Debo on the other side, which was cool to see. They played great. Both of them played amazing. Uh, I believe the first two series, they went three and out. The de- the defense caused three and outs. And it's like, yeah, that's what the defense can bring. I mean, all these guys are subbed in. But this defense is still at that elite level and really had nothing those first few plays. Obviously, Caesar Gunner Johnson played as well. Not for very long, just for a little bit. Marcus May, it was cool to see him back there and playing. Uh, we'll see what happens with his suspension looming, potentially. Uh, P.J. Williams played next to him. I thought he played great. But the main guy I want to talk about, main two guys, honestly, We've talked about this on this podcast, the linebacker depth and the concern there. Uh, I think I still think that concern stands, but with Demario, with Pete Warner, I think he'll be healthy at some point. Obviously, fighting that groin injury, hope to get that better soon. But I wanted to see something from any of these linebackers this game, anything, whether it's special teams, whether it's you can sub in and play, and I think I saw a little bit from everyone. I mean, I was a frankly shocked at what I saw so obviously the first guy that came to mind Chase Hansen played amazing from the first snap he was in the backfield tackle for loss the first snap um the guy played next to him Eric Wilson he he had a great season a few years ago where he had 100 tackles and I I think you know he's one of those guys that still can do that probably won't with this team because the depth um at the top of the of the roster but he played great as well he caused uh it was great coverage. He, he bit on the route, put his hand in there, ball went flying, Chase Hansen grabbed it, interception, 45-yard return. Those guys played great next to each other. Chase Hansen, player of the game, six tackles, two tackles for loss, passes defend. He had a passes defended and an interception. Uh, the guy who also played, Nafani Sewell from Utah, I, I thought he was great as well, six tackles. Um, four solo. He came in, played pretty well. Caden Ellis was good this game. Didn't play a whole lot, but I, from those four guys alone, Chase Hansen, Sewell, Caden Ellis, Eric Wilson. I think those are four quality depth guys. I think if you you know if Warner has to go out for a play or Demar has to go out for a play, and you put Chase out there, you put Caden Ellis out there. I think it's like I think you're fine. I mean, they're obviously not game changers or anything like that, but those are four guys who can play on special teams and contribute on the defense. Something I didn't notice, I didn't see a lot of Andrew Dow. I don't even know if I saw him on the field. And he was a guy last year who was a special team stud. So I think that they they don't love what they have in that room because obviously the injuries and the concern about the depth, but th- with the guys they do have in there, I thought they were really, really good. 
And I want to continue to see that improvement. I mean, Chase Hansen, he's been with this team before, but he signed with them on Monday. He's out there making plays. So they they know, Dennis Allen knows Chase Hansen. I mean, most of the staff does. He's been here for, for a while. But seeing him come in and have that game like that was really cool. I thought he was really good on that defense, and especially with the secondary he had behind him who wasn't playing all that great, you know. I thought the linebacking core was the star of this game and something that you can get excited about uh, having this depth. Those were my kind of main takeaways because this game, you know, there wasn't a whole lot. Uh, Next game, we'll probably have some more, you know, you're getting closer to the season. More guys will play. More guys will play longer. Maybe we'll see, you know, more quality starters on the offensive side of the ball. But my main takeaways, offensive quote-unquote ones, were great. The interior offensive line, Pete, McCoy, Ruiz were really good in the drives that they played. Really, really, really good in the drives that they played, I'll say. Um, still a question mark at the left tackle position. Landon Young kind of held his own. Running back competition didn't get any clearer for me. Still think you had an open competition with everyone. Still think if you got the opportunity, bring in a guy. Linebacking position, you got some solid depth. Still like it bringing a guy in. Um, other takeaway, the corners that played in this game, right when a Roby and a Debo left the game, I don't think there's anyone really out there that has a real threat to make this roster. Alante Taylor didn't play in this game. He's injured. I'm looking forward to seeing him you know, down the road, but don't think there's a lot of room to make this roster alone. And then the guys that were in you know, didn't have the best game. My last point I'll send us off with, and something that we can carry with us for the rest of the season and the rest of the preseason and on and on and on. The Saints scored a touchdown. Andy Dalton to Dwayne Washington. That's six points. For the first time in about, I don't know, a year plus, I was able to leave, go get my water bottle, fill it up, come back, and not be worried about the PAT being missed, shanked, blocked or anything else and I came back and saw Will Lutz didn't nail it one time he nailed it two because they got a penalty and that's something that we've taken you know for granted over these past few years that Will Lutz is that guy he's that good Um, obviously this is the NFL you should be making PATs but it's something we saw last year where it was a challenge at times it was a real real challenge Will Lutz back that is such a big improvement the Saints lost games last year because the kicking game and they could have lost more if it wasn't for, you know, kicks that kickers hit. I mean, they beat Seattle with a game-winning kick. That could have went the other way if they missed. You know, so having Will Lutz back is huge. Obviously only kicked one field goal, one extra point. But that, you know, two for two, 100%. The kid who came in after, John Parker Romo, also had one field goal, went one for one. So that's positive to see as well. You have some... You know, he's not going to make the team because Will Lutz is that good. But, you know, you have options at times. So I'd love to see Will Lutz back. And, I'm, you know, that's something that we took for granted. And I missed getting up out of my seat early after a touchdown to go, you know, do whatever you got to do. And know you're going to come back with seven points on the board and not having to worry about, you know, PAT being missed and other things like that. Thank you guys for tuning in today's episode. 
We're going to be covering Green Bay this week. The Saints are going to fly to Green Bay early, practice with them, hang out with them. So it's going to be an exciting week. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully Jameis can travel with them as well and they can get something going. But we'll see. It's going to be an exciting week. I'm looking forward to it. We'll cover the pregame, the postgame, everything like that here on the Country Chronicles podcast. Thank you guys for your love and support, and I'll see you guys next episode. Who that? 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 Who that?